Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Make the most of your me time with sensational hair products from Method. The new range of shampoos and conditioners will leave your hair looking shiny and feeling healthy. From pure peace, infused with peony, rose water, and quinoa protein, to simply nourish, crafted with coconut, rice milk, and shea butter. And daily zen with calming cucumber, seaweed, and green tea. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower with Method and reconnect with the best version of yourself. This is People Every Day. Coming up, inside Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, and more gymnasts' shocking, heartbreaking new testimonies about the sexual abuse they faced from Larry Nassar and what the FBI didn't do about it. Plus, drama and a major shakeup surrounding CBS's would-be competition show, The Activist, and Nicki Minaj's White House confusion. It's September 16th. Hi, folks. This is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Thursday. We're going to switch it up a little today and dig in right away to a few major stories that so many people are talking about. The first being the bombshell testimony before the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday by some of the nation's most decorated gymnasts. A warning, this segment may be triggering to those who've experienced sexual abuse. Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, Michaela Maroney, and Maggie Nichols were among those to recount the sexual abuse they experienced at the hands of former USA gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser and describe how their efforts to report the abuse to the FBI were largely dismissed. Nasser was convicted of sexual assault and child pornography in 2017 and sentenced to life in prison. So joining me now to talk about yesterday's hearing is People's Adam Carlson. Hi, Adam. Hi, Janine. My goodness, what a story. Just heartbreaking. Well, before we start, I want to play some of yesterday's testimony before the Senate so our listeners can hear what these athletes had to say. To be clear, I blame Larry Nassar, and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. The message that by them not showing up to me sends that child abuse doesn't matter. By not taking immediate action from my report, they allowed a child molester to go free for more than a year. And this inaction directly allowed Nassar's abuse to continue. That's Simone Biles, Ali Raisman, and Michaela Maroney. Adam, Nassar has been in prison for several years, and we heard from all three at the time of his conviction. So why did these women testify yesterday? So the anger you hear, um, the really raw feelings that we just heard in that audio, they're in reaction to a previously secret report done that was analyzing how the FBI had failed to move quickly on the initial Nassar allegations back in 2015. And all of this emerges um, from 2015 to now when you realize how many people Larry Nasser, under the auspices of being a doctor with access to these young girls, how many of them he was able to abuse over so many years, right? More than 150 people ultimately said he abused them. And so the natural question arose, why didn't law enforcement do anything more quickly? 
And uh, there had been this um, inspector general's report, this kind of internal audit of the FBI's failings, and that report had not been released until earlier this summer. And then as you hear from those those gymnasts, they're reacting really sharply with what it said. Uh, you know, it confirmed their own experiences, which is that the agents in the uh, in the early stages of the investigation did not take them seriously. And even more troubling, the abuse continued before Lair Nasser himself was ultimately charged and then convicted. Oh, my God. But it's even before them, the accusations against him date back to the early 1990s. But USA Gymnastics didn't cut ties until 2015. So why is that? And and what role did the FBI play? Because th- there's some trickiness in there talking about the supervisor who, you know, had, I guess, a conflict of interest, was hoping to get a position with USA Gymnastics, right? Right. So uh, Simone Biles said it in her testimony, a failure of institutions. USA Gymnastics, which is the highest governing body for all the gymnasts in the country, you know, they're a nonprofit, but they kind of have the force of the government behind them. For years, they had a policy where they basically didn't take serious um, sexual abuse accusations unless they had a certain amount of what they considered evidence. And so even though the Nasser allegations date back years and years, it wasn't until 2015 that they felt there was this critical mass of, of accusations to do something, and then the FBI got involved that same year. But as we later learned from this internal audit, the agents in Indianapolis who first began looking into it moved really, really slowly. And then, of course, you have this detail that one of the agents, as you say, was meeting with USA Gymnastics leadership about possibly getting a job after he retired. Um, and so really lots of troubling stuff. Um, and there was real fallout. There was real human cost to their delay, as the gymnast testified. Yeah. And I mean, the actions of the FBI are are damning, to say the least. I, I was I was very struck, in particular by Michaela Maroney, who accused the FBI of bearing her complaint. So what else did she have to say? She was talking about being so open with them as part of their investigation, relaying the ways in which Nasser had abused her for years. Um, but these are really, really, really wrenching allegations. Um, at one point, she described how he was abusing her in what she thought was like a medical exam, and she thought he was, she was going to die because of the way that he was treating her physically. Ugh. She talks to the FBI about this privately, and then the FBI, the agents, completely slow walk it, completely minimize it. And not only that, but then in the course of the internal audit later about how this investigation could have been so mishandled, there's this, this revelation that um, the agents who initially screwed up, then lied about what they were learning and when they learned it and why they made those decisions. So Michaela here is saying, not only did I disclose to you these really, 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 really upsetting um, crimes that he'd committed against me, you, you didn't act on them quickly, but then you later lied and minimized what I had told you in order to protect yourself. You know, to see her publicly um, with the you know the eyes of the world, the eyes of the country on her yesterday testifying, and it's really, the bravery of that um, is really something. For sure. And, and we also heard from Allie Raisman this morning on CBS. Let's take a listen to that. The weeks leading up to preparing for the testimony was so draining and so exhausting and it affects me physically. Like I have uh, migraines. I am like so tired. My body hurts. I feel like I just finished a training session. And um, yesterday I left feeling more 
hopeful than I thought I would. I'm obviously really triggered and exhausted, but it seemed that the senators were very validating. So I'm really hoping they're going to be able to help us. Adam, any idea what happens next with all of this? So we expect to hear from the um, Department of Justice in the coming weeks um, where they can shed some light, basically defend themselves. The FBI leadership this whole time has said that these these horrible actions, in their words, were the actions of individuals, right? Not of an institution. Mm. They're really hoping people don't take it as a reflection of a broader, um, you know, c- culture at the FBI. Mm-hmm. Although I think anyone watching the the, the women testifying yesterday are going to be really troubled by the stories they were telling. And then, you know, at USA Gymnastics, they are still in the middle of a really turbulent time. That organization went through a, a massive cultural overhaul after the Larry Nasser scandal erupted. Leadership was forced to resign. They declared bankruptcy and they brought in a lot of new faces a lot of new officials and um you know it really was an open question how comfortable these star gymnasts would feel around them um and i think that's a question that still needs to be answered next up breaking down more of today's top stories with people's adam carlson stick around Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. I'm back now with People's Adam Carlson, and the next story I want to cover has actually been unfolding in the headlines all week. The reality competition now turned documentary special, The Activist. If you've been watching the headlines closely, you may have seen the reality competition series take a hit from activist communities on social media. The show was originally developed to follow six activists around the world as they compete to, quote, bring meaningful change to one of three urgent universal causes, health, education, and environment. Uh, The judges, Julianne Huff, Usher, and Priyanka Chopra Jonas were to evaluate the success of their efforts based on social media engagement. Well, the activist community didn't take to this competition series with open arms. After receiving a massive amount of backlash and criticism, Julianne Huff, one of the judges, responded saying in part, quote, I heard you say there was hypocrisy in the show because at the root of activism is a fight against capitalism and the trauma that it causes so many people and that the show itself felt like a shiny capitalistic endeavor. I also heard you say that trying to value one cause over another felt like the oppression Olympics and totally missed and disrespected the many activists who have been killed, assaulted, and faced various abuses fighting for their causes. I do not claim to be an activist and wholeheartedly agree that the judging aspect of the show missed the mark and furthermore, that I am not qualified to act as a judge. So since this exchange, CBS has announced that the show will be reimagined into a documentary special instead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. A that's lot, a lot of right? ups and downs, right? So Adam, have you been following all of this news and around the show and all of that? And, and what do you make of everything that 
I just said. <laughs> so I have to be honest with you. The first time I really became aware of all of this was when Julianne posted her statement. And, you know, every time one of those celebrities posts the giant like block of text statement on social media, my brain immediately is like, oh, my God, what happened? What is she talking about? And um, I really am surprised that this idea packaged this way made it all the way from the pitch room to aye, aye, aye. casting, you know? I mean, it's it's there's a germ of a really good idea in a really interesting world to spotlight. I think Julianne's statement about turning it into something shiny and, and frankly kind of reductive. Yeah. Um, s- sounds right to me. I was I was it, like a it, competition it show. It gave me Kendall Jenner, Pepsi commercial vibes, Ooh, right? Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, what a throwback to Pepsi commercial. I know. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, because, and I, I was glad to hear that CBS isn't abandoning um, the idea completely, mm-hmm. only because I know that they've already partnered, I'm sure, with activists who thought they were going to be in the show yeah. and who would probably benefit enormously from mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. attention, from that platform. But uh, the, Yeah, the network, they had a statement, the network and the producers, they said, quote, the activist was designed to show a wide audience the passion, long hours, and ingenuity that activists put into changing the world, hopefully inspiring others to do the same. Uh, in theory, you know, this is a great vision. And in action, they missed the mark. So so do you think that something like this could have been developed in a tasteful way? I, I, I really do. Yeah, at the heart of it, competition and activism, uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I mean, do you really want to see different nonprofits compete for who can do the most good? I mean, that just makes me feel exactly. kind, of, kind of uncomfortable. When there's like, uh, a you know, a lot of people out there who could, you know, make a lot of change quickly and easily. You have people who are working their whole lives to do what they can mm-hmm. and then you pit them against each other. Yeah, just just know. All right. Now, switching gears a little bit to this last one, still involving politics and, and you know, all of that. Um, we have follow-ups on Nicki Minaj's controversial tweets from the other day. You might recall she made some claims about the effects of COVID-19 vaccines on Twitter recently. She alleged the vaccine made her cousin's friend impotent. She said, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. Well, a whole lot of people are responding, including the White House and Trinidad's health minister. So, Adam, there's a lot. I mean, it, at this point, she, you know, there's that saying, you just tweet through it. Nikki seems to want to be trying to tweet through it. But every single message she posts just requires further clarification and oh. further, like, rebuttal, right? So then we had the the Trinidad tweet, the, the secondhand story. Then the Trinidad health minister at a press conference said, like, we investigated this because we take public health seriously. This is ridiculous that we had to spend this time on this. It's, we've found no corroboration. Um of this account at all, um, of her, you know, family, for a friend of a family member, Dr. Fauci weighed in and said that, you know, there's no reports of these side effects. Um, and then Nikki just kept on tweeting. And so, you know, last night I'm, um, you know, I'm on my porch with a glass of wine and, and someone at work pings me and says she's claiming that she's going to the White House. And so oh, going I, to the I White House, asked, she said. Going, she's, she yes, she's been invited to the White House and she said she's going to show up dressed like you know, Elle Woods from Legally Blonde, ready to get some answers. And uh, we obviously treated that idea very skeptically. And so I, I pinged someone at the White House and his initial response to me was just like, um, <laughs> hold on. And then, you know, we get this, <laughs> we get this comment from them last night that the White House reached out to Nikki with a doctor to, to educate her, in their words, about vaccines. It was kind of pu- a public health thing, but that, um, no, we should not expect 
uh, Miss Minaj to show up on the uh, on the front lawn of the White House. That was People's Adam Carlson on today's top stories from the Olympic gymnast who testified against Larry Nassar, CBS's decision to switch gears on the activists, and the White House and Trinidad government's response to Nicki Minaj's COVID-19 claims. For more on these stories, head over to People.com. All right, now a quick question for you. Do you have a secret or not-so-secret reality TV obsession? Well, it's married at first sight for me. Don't tell anybody. Are you looking for people that share in your guilty pleasure? Then check out the Escape to Reality podcast. Escape to Reality covers 90 Day Fiance, Love After Lockup, Bravo, Celebrity Gossip, and more. Hosts and longtime friends Geneva and Justine give you their unfiltered, straight-up takes on your favorite reality shows, always keeping it 100. The ladies bring humor, candor, and honesty to the reality TV space with weekly recap episodes and interviews with reality TV stars. Escape to Reality Podcast will be your new go-to for reality TV content. And now, something to make you smile. Ryan Reynolds' dreams are coming true as he teams up to work with one of his comedy idols. I'm talking the hilarious man himself, Will Ferrell. The duo are currently working on a new movie called Spirited, a revision of the winter classic A Christmas Carol. And in the spirit of things, the stars gave fans a taste of what to expect on TikTok. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky, I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. <laughs> Do you hear Will Ferrell hitting those high notes? And oh man, Ryan Reynolds, we should petition these guys to, to create a band, but I don't think my funny bone could take it. Hilarious. Talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 